praise God. Wasn't that a great time? It's like sweet. I turned to PJ in partway through. It's like sweet praise and worship this morning, like that offering of incense going up to the Lord. He loves it. I think he just, you know, turns to the sun and says, listen to that lot down there. That's the, that's the real thing, because that's what he's always after, isn't it? The real, the genuine. Well, you want to praise God for the edit this morning, because quite honestly, halfway through the week, I had three messages in one, and I said to PJ, this is like Christmas dinner, Indian takeaway, and a pizza. There you go. And they're just going to go home stuffed and quite confused, and nobody wants that, do they? I certainly don't. What was that about? I don't know. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be speaking this morning on praying in tongues or praying in the Spirit, and it's such an important gift. It, it's the way we get strengthened spiritually. It's the way we stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and it's a way we're led um, by the Spirit. And some people fear it because they don't understand it. Other people have been taught against it, or even that it disappeared with the early church. And quite honestly, my answer that to that is if the early church needed the Holy Spirit and all his gifts, so do we. Count me in. We need him and every good gift that he has to offer. Because of course, if you take the Holy Spirit out of church or if you take the Holy Spirit out of your life, you take the power out. And the Lord wants to do more than to just save us and get us to heaven. You know, after we've lived the same kind of miserable and stressed out lives as everybody else. No. Uh, he wants us really to, to live every day by faith. Hearing him, believing what he said. And acting like it's true. And the more we do that, the more we see evidence of him in our lives. We're blessed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the world see it. You know? You lose your job, but he gives you a better one. Or you're in a tough job, as I know some of you are. But you're able to access his joy and peace in it. So you're in difficult circumstances, but somehow you've got a smile on your face. You come to work happy and you even go home happy. That's supernatural. That's accessing the, the hidden supply of the Holy Spirit on the inside, which we have if we're born again. And I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.20. He says we're ambassadors to the world, as though God were making his appeal to the world through us. That's what he wants to do. But for us to be successful ambassadors, we really need to tap into the power of God ourselves. And I just want to read a scripture. I, I absolutely love this scripture. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He he so wants us to have faith in the grace of God. I've actually got a post-it on my desk. I've written it out. I'd like something a bit more permanent. Have faith in the grace. Have faith in the grace of God. Whatever it is you do, you know, midweek, even at the weekend, have faith in the grace of God. Believe in it. Reach for it. Be secure in the love of God. He'll sort things out. He'll sort out the messes, whether you've made them yourself or 
reaps the result of somebody else, as long as we do things his way, that's the caveat, if we do things his way, he'll take care of us. And he'll take care of our lives. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's the will of God. That friendship. He gave us the Holy Spirit because he wants us to have a close friendship with him. A close uh, fellowship with him. Basically, he wants to talk to us. I know you know this. But he talks primarily to your spirit. God is spirit. And he talks to our spirit. Proverbs 20, verse 27, I love this scripture, it says, small s, you see, whatever you see, the small, although in the NIV, they, they kind of mix up the capitals and the lowercase, but in the New King James, you get to know what's human spirit and what's spirit of God, so where it's the small s, human spirit, so your spirit, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart, we get lit up here, first. The light comes to your spirit. And my spirit, I have to say, has known things at times that my head hasn't. I've felt uneasy, uncomfortable, and I couldn't understand why, because everything on the outside looked fine and good. Your spirit knows things. Your spirit will pick up things. And it's called an inner witness. Romans 8, 14 says this, those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. If you're a child of God, he wants to lead you by the Spirit. It's an internal thing. So often we're led by the external, what we can see and hear and feel and, you know, everything on the outside. But actually, he's wanting to lead us from the inside. It's an internal thing. And Romans 8.16 says this, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. But that bears witness is the way he wants to communicate us in all the stuff of life. Just a witness. It's not a spectacular thing. It's not a sensational thing. It's just a sense, a witness, a witness on the inside. And it's down here, kind of in your lower third, if you like, um, there's a translation of John chapter 7, verse 38, where Jesus said, He who believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this translation said, Whoever believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly comes the life, right? Out of your belly comes the river. And I heard this testimony once of this little girl. She was six, six years old, baptized in the Spirit, immediately started praying in tongues. She was wowed by it and ran to her mum and said, Mum, it came right out of my belly. She's right. And not from here. It's from lower down. From here. And so I think we need to get into a habit sometimes of switching off our heads. And looking to our spirit. What's my spirit saying? What's my spirit picking up? Really develop the habit of that. And if we're going to be led by the spirit and become more spirit conscious, which he wants us to be, Holy Spirit conscious, we, we have to think more spirit, soul, body than body, soul, spirit. I'm not being splitting hairs and picky here. To actually get the order right, spirit, soul, body, helps us become more spirit-focused. 
than body-soul. Do you know what I mean? We've got a diagram. Many of you will have seen it before, but I always find it so helpful. That's how every human being is made in three parts. Body, soul, spirit, human spirit. And when we get born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in your middle third, <laughs> in your belly, in your innermost being, in your spirit. And it's here where he communicates to us, in your spirit. Our heads, of course, need understanding, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But first and foremost, the communication's coming on the internal to your spirit. And so it was Kenneth Hagen came up with this phrase. I find it so helpful, and I say it to myself at times. I am spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. And to be honest, just even saying that to yourself helps you become more spirit conscious. Let's just say that together. I am spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Think of it. This afternoon when you're driving home, you know, doing whatever you do this afternoon, tomorrow morning when you go to work, I am spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body, but the Holy Spirit's in me. You know, we never go anywhere on our own. We're never on our own. We never go anywhere on our own. But we have to, for that to become real to us, we need to think like that. And we need to talk to him. He's here. He's with me. So the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit, not your head. Because you, like me, can be very anxious up here. Or miserable. Stupid at times. You know, our, our head doesn't have all the will of God in it or all the mind of God in it, but it is in our spirit. And the Holy Spirit then, if you think the Holy Spirit is the lamp, it's your spirit that's going to pick up things from him, from the Holy Spirit. And for me, the traffic light symbol is very helpful. When I'm looking for an inner witness, I'm thinking, well, is it red or is it amber or is it green? You always move on a green, you never move on an amber, you certainly don't move on a red. But we need to look and develop that habit of what was my spirit saying in this. It's never going to be unrighteous. He's always going to remind you of the words of Jesus. He's never going to contradict what Jesus says. But nowhere in the book are you going to read, you need to apply for that job. You shouldn't apply for that job. You know, the detailed stuff of your life, you, you know, he highlights things and makes them very specific. He's amazing at doing that. But the kind of tailor-made personal lead, really, it's, it's a witness here. And I'm going to talk about the inner voice as well. But at times we miss it because we listen more to reason or our emotions, which can get us into a whole heap of trouble. And I'm not saying throw out all human wisdom at all. But what I am saying is get the information then and then pray and get your guidance from him. Yeah. It's like that. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16 says this, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Right. So where's that then? Some of it is in your head. If your mind, if you've renewed your mind with truth, you can have the general will of God in your head. But you don't know the specific will of God. 
unless you've heard him speak to you. But we have the mind of the spirit in our spirit. So we need to pray so it does a journey from here to here. Because, you know, we do need to know in our heads. He wants us to know his will. And that's where praying in tongues is so helpful. Praying in tongues and interpretation. 1 Corinthians 14 um, verse 13 says this. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Um, Another translation of that says, my mind doesn't benefit. My spirit's getting strong, but my mind's not benefiting. So I've got to pray in English as well. So if I pray in, uh, what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my understanding. I'll sing with my spirit, but I'll also sing with my understanding. And how it works for me I'm sure many of you do this as well. You pray in tongues, but then you go into English and you just pray out whatever's on your heart. You know, and you might get a scripture or you might get a a picture or an impression that kind of indicates to you, gives you a sense of what God's saying. If, to be honest, at times if you get a scripture or even a picture, you can know exactly what God's saying. And there's been a transfer then, a journey from the light that's in your spirit to your head. But unless we pray in tongues and then pray in English, we're still left with tumbleweeds up here. We don't know. It's like, well, it's, it's all happening and all kind of firing on all cylinders here. There's plenty of light in my spirit, but my head just doesn't know. And so if we pray in tongues and then just pray out whatever comes to you, you start to pick up, hang on a minute, You're saying this then, okay? I don't always get the interpretation, but I'm always strengthened. And I always know I'm praying the will of God. It's a perfect prayer. We can't fail when we pray in tongues. I often think of um, Proverbs 16, verse 3. Roll your um, works over onto the Lord and your thoughts will be established. As I pray in tongues, it's like I'm just rolling everything over onto him. And then he starts to reorder my thoughts. Give me divine thoughts, God thoughts on, on stuff. So when we don't know what to pray, really we should pray in tongues. Don't just think about things. And don't even just pray with understanding. We do a lot of praying with the understanding. And I'm not saying that that's any bad thing. You know, the Lord loves to hear our prayer and answer petitions, uh, the cries of our hearts, the cares, the stuff of life. And bring his kingdom through us as well. But, but we need to tap into spirit-led prayers and spirit-given prayers as well. Turn our heads off. Listen to the spirit. If it, I think of it like this, right? If there's a well of salvation, Isaiah 12, which the Holy Spirit is, a well of salvation in our spirit. Praying in tongues is like the bucket that dips down and draws up, Right? We can have a well, but it's no good to us if we don't draw on it. And praying in tongues is like sending down a bucket to dip down and draw it out. I'll be honest, I don't often ask for the interpretation. I just pray in the spirit and then pray out whatever understanding that I have. See what I pick up. The witness, right, with the witness of the spirit... If you're praying about a particular situation... The more you pray about it, 
The more happy and comfortable you get, or the more unhappy and uncomfortable you get. But I do want to flag up here, flesh is always with us. <laughs> and flesh also feels very happy and comfortable when you're praying about what you want. And so to really know what God is saying, you have to be prepared to lay down your will. Get to a place of neutral, really. If I get it or not, that's fine. If I get to go or not, that's fine. If it's your will or not, I'm happy. Because I trust that you really know what's best for me. Your goodness will follow after me, providing I do what you tell me to do. You know, what? I was thinking about Cinderella's shoe. Sometimes if we push really hard, you can get your foot in. Do you know what I mean? But it will be a very uncomfortable walk and costly. If we push hard enough, we can get what we want, but it will be a very expensive, painful walk. And he's wanting to save us from all of that. So Lord, okay, I just trust you. I'm just pushing those nice little shoes to one side and saying, if it's your will for me to put them on and walk, I'll do it. If not, they're not for me. They stay there. Your will be done. And look, he works all things together for good. You can't fail to really, you know, trust him with all the details of life. It's really the very best plan because he has nothing but the best good things planned for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we need to get confident to pray like this and really make it part of everyday life. I know Probably many of you here do this, but I believe there's a call to pick this up more and use this gift more than we ever have before. And for those of you who don't use this or are not yet baptized in the Spirit, um, we'd love to pray for you at the end. But you've got to get over the weirdness factor of it. You know, when you first start, it's just so strange. When I first um, started speaking in tongues, I've used this testimony so many times, but it literally sounded like I'll have a banana. And I was like, really? Could that be it? Is that the gift? <laughs> I saw all I had. I just kept going with it. I'll have a banana, I'll have a banana. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I persevered like, Lord, really? I'd rather <laughs> give me another fruit. Move me on. <laughs> and, but just, you do it and you use it in faith. And you get over the strangeness of it and you just commit to, well, Lord, you said I'm praying mysteries in the spirit. And it, this is a prayer language and we need it. We absolutely need it. This is not an optional extra. It's not to be reserved for a crisis or times of trouble. This is vital, a vital gift for every day of life. Um, he's our helper. John chapter 14, verse 26. I feel I've missed bits. I'll come to it. But anyway, capital H. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. I find that praying in the Spirit often, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember a picture I had or a a dream I had or a, a scripture that I had or something that I'd written in my journal. It's like, oh, yeah, you said, you know, he reminds you. 
And he's a helper, and he's a wonderful helper. He's an amazing helper. He's a person. You know this. He has a mind, will, and emotions just the same as we do. You're actually living with another. Ha, capital A. Another person who has a will and has thoughts and has emotions about the details of your life, the way it's going, what we can do and what, what we can't do. But he's not just a force. He's not just a power. Um, I heard somebody say a while ago, Praying in tongues is not just a way to let off steam spiritually. You know, when people get excited or encouraged, they do a quick burst of it. Pastor Colin, bless him. I'm sure he's having all the apple pie he ever wants right now, but if ever you gave him an apple pie, he'd always do this quick burst of shoo-la-la-la. I can't remember. I can hear it in my head how he used to do this little burst of praying in tongues. But it's, it's more than that. It's more than just a way of praying or just a way of praising, although they are, it is a way of praying and praising. But it needs to be a functional thing in our lives, a way we talk to him and a way we hear him talk back. Um, not something that we just pick up occasionally and then leave for a few weeks. Pick up occasionally, leave for a Sunday. Really, this is such an amazing gift. My goal this morning is to just say, remember this, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Frankly, you'd have to be an idiot not to. But use our faith. Use our faith. And we're going to go through some benefits of praying in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says this, Anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They are to mysteries in the spirit. This is such a great thing. The fact that you and I don't understand it is such a brilliant thing because it means our minds can't limit it. Our minds can't influence it in any way because it's not involved. Your spirit is praying incredible things that quite honestly, you might have struggled struggle to believe if you heard it in English. You know, they're just so great. Or, or, you know, you're praying for other people. Your mind might um, spit it out because it's like, well, I can't ever imagine them doing that. No, but God can. He knows more than you do. Come on. The great prayers of God can come through us and not be influenced by what we think or our experiences. And I'll tell you something else. The enemy can't understand it either. For that reason alone, we should pray in tongues. Come on, I think he's absolutely cheesed off when we start to pray in the Spirit. He's like, ah, oh, what is that they're on with? What are they talking about to the Lord right now? I want in, but he can't because he can't understand it. Amazing. Romans 8:26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. How many can put their hand up and say, well, that's me. Quite often, that's me. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Wow. Amazing. When we don't know what to pray, if we will pray in tongues, we are praying the perfect will of God. We're praying what he wants. It's wonderful, isn't it? 
And so we need to give him our voice, if I can put it like that. He's in you. This other person is in you, but he needs a voice, and he needs your voice, and he needs my voice. And I love to think, and I've been practicing this all week, thinking as soon as I start to pray, oh, my goodness, that's the Holy Spirit praying right now. It's amazing. Think about that. There you go. I've given him a voice. You can do the exact same. Big prayers. Amazing prayers. Will of God prayers. Um, So we need to let him pray through us. You need, just say to the person next to you, in fact, let's make it personal rather than you need. I need to give the Holy Spirit my voice. And I'm gonna. Oh, come on. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Right. First bit, you edify yourself. Well, that's a benefit right there. In other words, you make yourself strong. You want to get strong spiritually, edify yourself, pray in the spirit. And then if you pray in English, that's where it can turn into prophecy because you start to pick up some understanding of what the Spirit's saying, and you can say to somebody, I was praying for you the other day, I saw this, I picked up this, I got this scripture, strengthened, encouraged, comforted, that's what prophecy does. Finally, on the benefits list here, James 5 16, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. When you're praying in the Spirit, you're making tremendous power available. Um, When I've watched the news this week about Israel, I'm kind of, I'm praying a lot of repetitive things with my understanding. Basically, help them, help them, give them wisdom. But your Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows what to pray. And if we just believe that, We're making tremendous power available. We bring the will of God in, in Jesus' name. It's a wonderful gift. We, I I don't mean to be rude, but we really are stupid if we don't use this gift, if we put it on a shelf. Some of us need to dust it off and pull it back out again. Never forget you're talking to God, though. This is not just a spiritual exercise. I've heard some people pray in tongues, and quite honestly, I found it a bit disturbing. It sounds more like machine gun fire than a conversation to me. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that happens when people are just seeing it as a spiritual exercise rather than, oh my goodness, I'm talking to God. I'm speaking mysteries to him right now. And I'm going to hear him talk back. And we need to imagine he's listening because he is. And we need to expect him to talk back because he will. If not there and then, later. And if your mind wanders, bring it back. Because our minds do. You know, if, you, if you're praying in tongues for more than a few minutes, well, more than a few seconds, your mind can wander. That's why it's so good to switch between the two, to pray in tongues to pray in English, to pray with the mind, and then, you know, well, all of it is the spirit. But use our faith, that, use your faith that he will talk back. I have to be honest, mostly I hear him talk back when I speak in English. 
you know, I said to him, uh, I can't remember what it was about this week, um, but I just remember saying, oh, Lord, this is uphill. And straight away I heard him say, you can do all things. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. All right, make it a level plane. But talk to him. Do your life with him. I know some of you do, but I just want to encourage all of us, if all of us have this close contact with God all day, every day, not just Sunday church, oh my goodness, we'll be amazed. And the Lord will make his appeal through us to the world in very convincing ways because we're tapping into the real power of God himself. This gift has changed my life. It continues to change my life. It helps me in everything. It stops me from doing the wrong things, saying the wrong things, buying the wrong things, and points me in the right direction. Um, I'm going to say this because it's what I do, right? You know how sometimes if you haven't got time for a full conversation, I look, I'm... slow to pick up on this, but I've only recently found out about voicemail, how you can press a button on your phone and leave a voicemail, right? What I do is I'll pray in tongues, just a little she da da ba and then I'll go, love you, Jesus. Boom. That's it. But it's just a way of keeping some contact with him throughout the day. And then later, when I've got more time for a longer conversation, I talk to him and I'll be listening. What, what am I picking up? pray in English but it's just this contact and we need these regular contacts with him and praying in tongues is such a gift of a way to do it um, it's a consciousness of him you see and he wants us to have a sensitive conscience your conscience is the way you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit the inward voice there's an inward witness there's an inward voice Romans 9 verse 1 says this, anyone who speaks, uh, no, Romans 9 verse 1, I tell you the truth, this is actually Paul, he was speaking about um, his people, the Jewish people, but he said, I tell you the truth in Christ, I'm not lying, my conscience also bearing witness in the Holy Spirit. This, like, you'll hear him say forgive, your conscience is like forgive, or ask forgiveness, Actually, you were out of order in that one. He wants us to keep a clear conscience and a sensitive conscience. And you'll hear him, and you'll hear him in your conscience. He speaks. And we're wise to follow that voice, not ignore it. You know, you can ignore, you can ignore it to such an extent, it says your conscience will become seared. That's a really dangerous place to get to, where you actually stop hearing that voice. But we can be so naturally minded at times, I think, we become dense and it's like our spiritual ears have got cotton wool in. We're not picking up much of what he's saying at all because we're just so earth-focused, reasoned, led by the reason. And so he's so wanting us to have this sensitive, oh, yeah, I heard that, Lord. I picked up on that. My conscience is, mm, I'm bothered. And, or you, you know, you'll hear him say, or you just see someone, or, or somebody comes to mind, give that person a ring, send them a text, whatever, give your wife a hug, <laughs> you know, pray, trust me with that situation, trust me with that person, 
go to sleep more, drink more water. He cares about the practical stuff of life. He's a good shepherd and he's in us. He's not far. I love to think of that. This is not a reach to heaven. This is a reach to the inside. That bucket going down into the well of salvation to pull up everything we need. Wisdom for all of life. Wisdom for your kids, your marriage, your work, your finances, all of relationships. And he keeps us soft-hearted, you see. As we pray like this, he keeps us tender-hearted towards him and towards people. I'm going to ask you to stand, and if we could have the team forward. We need him. And I really hope I've done a convincing job this morning uh, to remind you again of how much we need him and what an amazing helper, helper he is. But I had this thought, right? So often if we just pray with the understanding, we're praying for this, right? And he's probably saying, no, 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 you need to be praying for that. But the only way we're going to start praying for that is that switch off your head, go down deeper, go pick up something from the Spirit, and we need his light. My gosh, we need his light in life. These days we're living in are so uncertain, and the world is getting darker. That's just how it's going to be from here on to the end. We need his light on everything. Otherwise, we're just going through life blindfolded, following people and the latest social media thing, not following the Good Shepherd. And I want to finish with this scripture, Daniel 2, verse 22. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness. Light dwells with him. The spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord. The light he wants to give you is here. Light up your spirit. And we need his light in our spirit. I'm just going to encourage you to pray. Just close your eyes and just be with him, your helper. And I only want you to pray this prayer if you're genuine, but I really want to encourage you to pray this prayer, to make a fresh commitment to him to pick up the gift of praying in tongues and to use it every day. Not as a religious thing, but as a relationship thing, a way of communicating with your God grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. If you're convicted that you haven't really been having a close walk with him, just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for letting all this stuff of life lead me from the outside. I want to be inward led, spirit led. I want to hear that inner voice and pick up that inner witness just begin to pray in tongues as you think about him. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.